0: Shafi. Shafee, are you there? I got 15 cents. Now we're walking down the aisle of the bus with the triad pressing. Could we stand together as a triad here in the bus? I'm tired. Now, <laughs> isn't this isn't this the first example of threeism? Right. Suddenly, instead of yourself alone getting on the bus, there were three of us on the bus, right? <laughs> Is <Isn't> that true? That's <laughs> true.
1: dusk has fallen once again on the hill country surrounding austin texas the limestone has turned from yellow to pink to bone white here i sit on a microphone inside my ivy covered cave and because of the music we know that it's time for one magical hour i'm matthew and Shaker podcast spectacular So great to be here. Great to be uh, looking at this fella here. You know him, you love him. He's the man inside the proverbial two garages. He has mandibles like the Predator. He's Matthew Rampey.
0: Like a podcast cowboy. Coming to your headphones from our web based rodeo. Like a podcast cowboy getting texts and emails from people I don't even know recording from the garage in my home thanks for having me Shafee good to see you buddy howdy I say
1: here people how talking, howdy. People like getting at you about some gotta look you got a certain texasity in your voice today I can't help but note
0: I really think that this metric created by Alex Battles is going to be very significant in the lives of us and the hunter-gatherers.
1: Oh, take the world by storm, no doubt.
0: We got a real real special episode tonight.
1: Got a real doozy of an episode for you tonight, partners.
0: I'm going to see you over yonder at the end of this episode, and you're going to be like, man, that was a great episode.
1: We're fixing to have a good old buddy from back in West Texas on.
0: Yeah, we got a special guest tonight. Schaefer and I looked at each other and we said, this was with with, um, ESPN too, like we didn't even, we didn't even have to talk. Uh, We said to each other, who's the, who who or what has the most exosity that we both know? And we both at the same time said in our heads, Brian Kroll.
1: Brian Kroll, there's no one in the world with more. No single person with more toxicity in him than Brian Kroll. Uh Before before uh, we go down into that, is there anything uh, anything pressing we need to talk about, Matthew?
0: Um, yeah. There's always really pressing stuff. Shape. I mean, I loved, our lives. Uh, are, our lives are full of crucial talk.
1: <laughs> I loved your I loved your uh, your song song creating. It's Very appropriate to uh, to the subject matter this evening.
0: Yeah, I tailored it to the subject matter.
1: Oh, of course you of course you did.
0: Now Schaefer and I, we're both from Texas, as as everybody knows. And of course the Hunter Gatherers might remember Brian Kroll from our discussions about him early in the show, in the start of the show, whereby we you know, we were we were talking about some of the best musicians we know. And there's the two Brians, Brian Benitez and Brian Kroll. And uh, of course we've talked to Brian Benitez here. The Hunter Gatherers are well familiar with him. The He's the auteur of our our theme music, and um, Schaefer and I are both from Texas, born and raised. But neither of us have nearly the same amount of texosity as this guy, right?
1: Yeah, you're one hundred percent.
0: We're like we're posers compared to him. Um, I'm excited to have a you know a guest to talk to. I, I'd like. In in the spirit of bringing my, the full gamut of my anxieties to the program, um, Shaver <laughs> and I were talking about: Are we going to run out of people to interview? And um, sadly, I think the answer is not yes. No, I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that's correct. Yeah, uh, we are probably not going to run out of people to talk to. Uh, we know a lot of people, and those people know a lot of people, and by that time other people that we don't know are just going to be begging to come on the podcast, right? Absolutely. Did we want to go over any of these other stuff, uh, any of this other stuff on the show sheet before we talk to Brian?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at some of these things.
0: I wanted to show you, I actually put a picture in the show sheet, which is pretty unusual. Um, I was on the Facebooks uh, the other night and I had this, suggested-for-you post from Sunday Night Football on, N- on NBC. He's on a lot of people's friend lists. Um, it just says, the Seattle Seahawks have been eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, and, ouch. And it's a picture of Russell Wilson dropping back to pass with just a big... It's, it's in black and white. And then there's a big almost like a red rubber stamp that just says eliminated right over Russell. And so I, this was just another, I feel like, you know, 2020 and the far reaching um, effects of the pandemic have hit me in, in one way and that, yeah, I was glad to see football and the English football go on, but like all my teams are just in failure mode. Like, you know, the Cowboys had an abysmal season, the Texans had an abysmal season, so we both – so you and I both deferred to the Seahawks, who looked like they could go to the Super Bowl at one point in the season, and then they just kind of – boy, they really did not play well against the Rams. They they had – in retrospect, they had a bunch of questionable games. But um,
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, you know. Yeah,
0: but that's sports. I mean, you, you know, you win some, you lose some. All my teams are losing.
1: Russell Wilson can win the game by himself, but he can't do it every time.
0: No. Just and like this go, podcast.
1: And we still got our brownies for at least another 24 hours.
0: Oh, I, when you said that, I thought that somebody had emailed you, mailed you some brownies. <laughs> <laughs> no. I am uh, not. You, you may be on some TBTL-induced coma <laughs> rooting for the browns over there, but not me, buddy. I know you and Andrew were close.
1: No, not just TBTL, but also uh, Alex Battles.
0: Uh, well, I'm not rooting for the Browns. For- at this at this point, at this point... I no, I, at this one, p- no
1: one from Cleveland would blame you for that.
0: At this point, I'm with the Saints. Drew Brees versus Tom Brady tomorrow night. Yeah, exciting that,
1: stuff. That should be an exciting one, definitely.
0: So maybe real quick, we'll just go on a little cruise. Okay. Uh, are you up for it? Do you, did you have your deck shoes on?
1: I do have my deck shoes on, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm doing some... I'm, I am firing back and forth some text with the uh, Brian. He's struggling with Ring Central. Oh boy. But uh, go ahead and uh go ahead and do something. I'll uh, take take you on a little cruise. Uh,
0: okay. Cruise.
1: Exciting and news. Uh, yeah, super excited to have this story uh, from field correspondent Brother Dickie Hall. Uh, keeping with the with the Shaver Hall tradition uh, re- regarding news cruises, you'll be glad to know that this article was from two thousand
0: nine. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, right uh, on the cutting <laughs> edge.
1: <laughs> entirely, entirely off my radar. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, it came up. Somebody tweeted about it because. Toby Keith accepted the uh, the Medal of Honor. Yeah, you know, uh,
0: that's right. F-U-T-K. Uh,
1: uh, and, of course, uh, Bill Belichick did not. I thought that was funny when, you know, a lot of people consider, you know, Bill Belichick the evil emperor, you know, evil genius or whatever. <laughs> Even the guys that the whole world considers evil or uh, holding you at arm's length, and uh, thing, well, things...
0: I, I heard a report that it was kind of the spirit of the whole team uh, yeah. pressing Bill to not accept that, which uh, makes that's... a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me too.
0: He was pressured by his staff,
1: and uh, this article is a fantastic article. I posted on the Facebook page it is an interview with Chris Christopherson, uh, conducted by Ethan Hawke in 2009 in, in, in Rolling Stone. So they had met, Th- there's doing, some
0: high texosity, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Both of those guys, uh, were born in Texas and, uh, they had met doing that movie, Chelsea walls. Uh, that, uh I guess, I guess Ethan Hawke directed and, uh, Chris Christopherson was acting, and I'm not sure how it works exactly. Anyway, the uh, article starts with a story about Willie Nelson's 70th birthday party. And it was in New York City at the Beacon Theater. And uh, Ray Charles was there with his entourage. Uh, Paul Simon's there with his entourage. Uh, And Ethan Hawke was there to introduce Chris Christopherson, Uh, you know, because they already had this relationship. But also there was old oh, Toby Keith. He was kicking the show off. And this is 2003, so this is two years after 9-11, uh, you know. And, uh, uh, so Toby Keith's kind of in his full, like, Bama osama mode, you know. And he comes walking through backstage, and he walks by, he walks by Chris Christofferson, and he kind of side, sideways says, hey, Chris, uh, you know, let's let's not have any of that lefty shit tonight. Uh, and what, Chris and Chris? You know, like uh, Tony. I get get the impression Toby kind of muttered it, but Chris did not mutter when he said, "The fuck did you say, to me, boy?" And Toby stops, and you know, Chris Christopherson is a captain, army captain. You know, uh, he is an army ranger. He is a not know that. scholar. He is, uh, you know, and he is very much Toby Keith's senior. And he asked, he said, Toby, you know, he asked Toby Keith if Toby Keith had ever worn a uniform. And Toby Keith said, huh? And Chris Christopherson said, you heard me. You just don't like the answer. He said, you never, you know, you're not a soldier. You uh, never... You've never cashed a, cashed a government paycheck for killing people," he said. He dressed him down. It it was Ethan Hawke did a very funny job of describing everybody in the room. Like (laughs) Ray Charles was kind of like looking uh, up at the rafters and kind of pretending to be somewhere else. Uh, He said Willie Nelson was kind of giggling mischievously, Um, and you know, and there were people kind of trying to put put a few feet between themselves and Toby Keith as the fury of Chris Christopherson rains down upon him. Anyway, Toby Keith gets called on stage and uh, Chris Christopherson turns around and uh, he says to Ethan Hawke, he says, well, that reminds me of, that reminds me of something Waylon Jennings used to say. He said, uh, Waylon Jennings would have said that that boy is doing the country music, but." what Pantyhose did to finger fucking. <laughs>
0: uh, oh my.
1: And I've been laughing about that for days now. <laughs> anyway, whole rest of that article is just pure gold. I'll put it I like I said I'll put it on on Facebook. And uh, you know if you ever if you ever want to try to tell uh if it ever for some reason I don't know why it would occur to anybody. But if it ever occurs to you to try to uh, try to tell Chris Christopherson whether or not to express himself, I don't think it's a good idea. I think <laughs> I think you're stepping into a stepping into it right there, Mister Mister Keith.
0: I'm still holding such a grudge against Toby Keith for his treatment of our friends, the Dixie Chicks, now just the Chicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and all the ugliness that went down with. Their ever so offhanded comment about our president and how the country music establishment decided to just burn them to the ground, yeah. f- headed up by slack jawed, pitch wielding Toby Keith. Yeah. He's yep. such a yokel. Just
1: making themselves so, all over the place, isn't he?
0: I, 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 um, I used to have a shirt that said F U T K. Oh, so. <laughs> wow. You know, I really, I, 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 find that whole incident deplorable. Matthew Matt, and I part of the deplorables. So. Matthew
1: and I went to junior high with Natalie Mains. That's that's good right. for some some texosity units, I would say. Well, you
0: you were in high school with Natalie Mains, and I but I went to junior high with her. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's high taxosity right there. I'm glad that they took the Dixie out of the chicks. That's you know savvy and considerate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it it does make a lot
0: of sense. Schaefer, I have an idea for how we should kind of steer the news crews. You know how we were looking for like light fun articles and that definitely was, but I think we should like always look for articles that were at least five years old. <laughs> okay. We could call it, th- we could call it the history cruise. Well, you
1: know, I was, I was thinking about it. I hadn't ever read that article.
0: It was news to me. News all to me stuff, too, my friend. Just kidding. All of this course. stuff
1: seems fresh.
0: You, you, you know, you,
1: it, it you, did occur to me that it doesn't. It doesn't always. News doesn't always have to have to be breaking. It can still be informative. You know.
0: You you but I, you pick an article, and I'll I'll pretend it's fresh every yeah, time. And,
1: I, and I, I know you weren't putting me on blast or anything. That's yeah. No. Uh, speaking of putting people on, do you do you want to try to?
0: <clears throat> yeah, let's see if we can wrangle up Brian we Kroll. Chaps. Uh, I would like to welcome tonight's guest, uh, the man with the maximum Texasity, uh, a good friend of mine at Schaefer's, uh, another guy from the panhandle of Texas, Mr. Brian Kroll. Hey, Brian. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs>
1: That's yeah. a, those are some sexy guitars you got up there, cowboy.
3: I, I friend specifically so that I could, you know, maximum effect here. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> looks important. Looks real good. I like your tennis racket. Is that is that your guitar?
0: Um, yes, yeah, my air guitar.
1: Walked <laughs> out oh, the tennis racket there.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I think I got oh. a ukulele around here somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine. Good. Excellent. You got? You got a beverage it. for yourself tonight?
3: Also got my thing on still.
1: I uh, see it. Uh, Brian is holding up a Lone Star Light, which is his his beer of choice. <laughs> so
0: that, that leads me to the first question of the night, Brian. Why Lone Star Light? Uh, or wait, or let me let me ask cheap, this. I'm watching my figure. But how did you cut? Has it always been Lone Star Light?
3: No, no, no.
0: I mean, grew up on
3: Bud Light. Mm. Or Coors Light stolen from my mom's refrigerator. Like uh, only
0: your mom drank Coors Light.
3: Well, I mean that uh, more so than my dad, I suppose. Uh, she likes Coors Light. She still
0: does. She's a connoisseur. Kind of we were a Coors family in Lubbock, because you know that was like the the Western beer, more of the Western beer, I, of course. Every Maybe you've seen uh cannonball run, <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, wow. we were, we were a confirmed Coors family. There was no Bud Light around my, my house. And then I ended up working for the Coors distributorship. So it was, it was fate. Colin Switek calls uh,
3: the people from Groom, the Bud Light people. Cause he's pretty sure that archeologists are going to dig up like that whole area at some point in time in like a thousand years and then, and just in just name'em the bud Light people
1: <laughs> so, bud Light drink up there Brian,
0: how many people in groom uh, well, I'm not sure about this
3: particular current census, but the last sign says six eighty four
0: okay a small town Metropolis. very small town, and that's and for the listener that's that's near Amarillo, yeah, like forty miles. 40
1: miles east of
0: Amarillo. And,
1: and about 40 miles west of Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> a little. It's an hour and a half from Oklahoma. Not too close to Oklahoma. And you were born and raised there, right? Mm. Speaking of Oklahoma. Oh, I don't know. What? What? what?
3: You can edit what? This
0: out, Dude! Right? Dude! This. Oh, this is ruined! I know <laughs> we were going for high toxicity. This guy was born in Oklahoma.
1: Blame my damn parents on this, man! I disagree. I think that I think that this only increases his toxicity. The <laughs> fact uh, the fact that he is this much of a Texan and he wasn't even born here that speaks highly to the high levels of toxicity.
0: Were your parents just on yeah, a visit, very... a visit to the casinos, or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad was
3: a band director and taught. His first job out of college in Owasso, Owasso, wherever the hell that is.
0: Wait, that's I saw, in Oklahoma?
3: Yeah, outside of Tulsa. Okay. And he, I, so I, I spent about two months of my life, if taught that even, in Oklahoma.
0: Okay, I, well, we, and,
1: want, we want to tell you. I, I know, think we're
0: going to have to overlook that because we want to go ahead with the episode.
1: Okay, yeah. like <laughs> I said, edit,
3: edit. This is what it is for. <laughs> wow, geez, you got to bring out the trauma, don't you?
0: I, so I'd like to say that I met Brian um, uh, a few years ago. I was working a graphic design job, and it just wasn't working out, and I had to leave that job, and then I was freelancing for a while. And and then this buddy of mine, well, a diff- one buddy was like, hey, come help me finish my house. I do tile work. Same tile guy who's helping me do my bathroom now. And then another friend heard I was doing some construction stuff and he said, hey, you know, you should come work with Blue Sky, Blue Sky Design Build, you know, we do carpentry. And I was like, man, I I, I don't know carpentry. And he's like, I can teach you carpentry. Just come, you know, I think it'll be good. And I did, sort of reluctantly, I was like, is this where my career is going? I'm going to go be a carpenter. It's crazy. And I started doing that. And our first big project was, well, I mean, I did some stuff for Blue Sky, but we, this was le- they were adding staff building up to the Oracle campus. We, we built the decks at the Oracle supercomputing campus that they built south of Riverside.
3: All five of us. Uh,
0: yeah, It wasn't a big crew. We had some scabs. We were maybe nine in total at some point. Yes. Um, and this is how I met Brian. Brian is a, a good friend of one of the Blue Sky guys, Colin, whom we've talked about here also. And um, um, I, I, I met Brian in, in 2017, um, you know, getting ready for this Blue Sky job. And when I first met this guy, I was like... Okay. I was like, what? who is this guy? What is this? He, of course, he was late to, to our our, uh, <laughs> uh, in our construction site. You gotta go and have a meeting with the GC. Everybody's gonna be on it and have like a, what am I trying to say here? An introductory thing, orientation. an orientation. And Brian was late and <laughs> just sort of a mess. And I was like, who is this guy? But I came to just love this guy, man, and we were both from the Panhandle of Texas, and we're, in a way, very different. But also, in another way, we see eye to eye. Am I right? We're from the
3: Panhandle. You, 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 you <laughs> yeah,
0: understanding. You. You, you, you gotta know what's going on. Just, it, it's, it's, it's a different place. But I'm like a, but I'm like an urban. Almost a big city. I'm from Lubbock, Texas, and I'm sitting here going, "I'm a big city guy compared to this guy." He is from a small town, and it is very interesting. Now, Brian, were your parents into farming? Yeah. Okay.
3: um, My brother still farms up in Panhandle. Yeah, and is that farming the entire time? Is that cotton? Cotton and wheat and milo. Used to have cattle. Just yeah, tiny farm. Not super. I mean. When I say tiny farm, it could have been like, I think we ran like 2,000 acres or so, but that's really small on the panel.
0: Oh, well, that doesn't sound tiny.
3: <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's a little different. Uh, it's it's a yeah.
1: lot, lot of room up there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it, lot of room. So I, uh, I would like to back up for just a minute and yeah. describe the time that I first met Brian. Oh, yeah. And it was when my next door neighbors, uh, gifted me a piano, an upright piano, you know, it was the real thing. Uh, and it needed to be tuned. Uh, so Ike put me in touch with Brian, uh, as someone who could tune a piano. And, you know, it's kind of like just when I was settling in here, you know, after there was that time when I lived, you know, at Manisha's, and I was kind of, you know, I was in between, I was settling into this, this little Ivy covered cave here, uh, uh, off waller and uh, I'd never met Brian before. I told him I would get some beer, you know. I asked him, you know, how much he wanted to be paid and he was like, oh I don't know. He's like, we we'll just make, you know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna be sure to have some beer though. And uh, and then he showed up and you know he's still he was still dusty from work and he was, you know, wearing old cowboy boots and uh, and then he just sat down. He calls and,
0: those shoes. He, <laughs> yes.
1: he just man sat. And, he sat down and tuned my piano, and I was like, "Man, this is this is kind of classic Austin to me. You know, this is kind of <laughs> old school Austin to me when a cowboy comes in and uh, you know Dusty from work and tunes your piano for beer. You know, It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like a like classic line, man." high high texosity right there very uh very very old it felt very old austin to me
0: yeah and so brian is an an excellent carpenter an excellent and skilled carpenter and he's a is he tunes pianos and as schaefer and i have highlighted one of the most talented musicians that we both know i think right from what from yeah. what i know of his of his skill with music, with the guitar, with you
3: know, like, four, huh? <laughs> so you only know, know like four musicians then?
0: <laughs> no, I know. Look, I know a bunch of musicians. Like you can tell from the show, like which every other people, every other person we talk to is a musician.
3: You ever seen a guy that plays an uh, air trombone and, at the bus stop over like on uh, burn it? And, uh...
1: Yeah, that that guy's got nothing on you. Don't worry about that.
0: (laughs) Air trombone? Yeah.
3: Made my day one day. Air trombone at a bus stop. Can't really beat that. You're right. right. Love this town, man? (laughs) There was a
1: guy I was thinking of itinerant musicians. uh, there was a guy on the NR platform at Union Square in New York who only played working class hero over and over again he was this homeless guy he had long stringy gray hair and he had these really really super intense eyes and he all oh, like you know this is when i was working down uh, on wall street so for three years i he would be there during my commute <laughs> playing that song over and over again every day time i went there that's uh,
3: that's uh, a good <laughs> choice i suppose. but i mean if that's the only song you know it's a little worse than that uh, it was it's better that better than like say the saxophone player that it's better than the saxophone player that only plays careless whisper oh. <laughs> if I played saxophone uh, that would be the only song I'd learned also
1: uh yeah you know if you're only gonna once again if you're only gonna play one song I think maybe uh careless whisper might be the one for the saxophone <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard the story? Uh, and I, I think it must not be true because I've never been able to confirm it with anyone. Have you ever heard that Miles Davis became obsessed with the melody for "Time After Time," the Cyndi Lauper song? Somebody no. told me once that that happened to him late late in life, and you know he he was kind of you know just having some mental problems, you know, in in his in his dotage, and apparently he became obsessed with that song and often would only play that song to the point of, you know, his famous jazz friends were supposed to be playing with him. Just kind of like leaving the stage, you know, like, Oh, there goes miles with I'm playing time after time again. <laughs> I, like I say, I've never been able to confirm that story. I don't know. Maybe, a, maybe I made it up. In the I, of I, if you
3: made that up then that is a fantastic, fantastic
0: story. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could find an article about it for the news crews.
1: I'll, I'm, I'm
0: going to put myself, I feel like I've Googled this thing okay. to death, but we'll I'll circle try back and... around it. So, Brian, mm-hmm. back, to, back to your youth and your escape from Oklahoma at <laughs> two months old. So, you, you, did you start having to work on the farm at a young age? Three months. No, come on. <laughs> no,
3: yeah, man, I, I think I drove a pickup when I was five. When I, when I was old enough to reach the pedals, my dad would let me fall in really slowly behind the tractor. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I, I, I know somebody at wrecked to pick up when they were five. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. The, the laws are not – I mean, they should apply evenly out there, but farm, if you've got farm plates, people don't really mess with you too much.
1: My uncle has a story. My uncle was a farmer, and – uh, just he worked and started in elementary school, working for down in South Texas, working for, you know, he got a job with the with a farmer there in town, and one way he was in junior high, probably uh, 11 years old, 12 years old, when the farmer needed him to go pick up, uh, go pick up a tractor that had been being worked on, and he needed him to drive it out to the farm from town, and this is in Edinburgh, Texas, small town, South Texas. So, uh, Uncle Jeff woke up before, you know, in the darkest hours before he had to go to school. He went and picked up the tractor. He was driving it out right around dawn. He was driving it down the highway, uh, headed for the farm, and a cop pulled him over, a little, you know, tow headed blonde kid, and asked him if he was running away. <laughs> <And> <laughs> apparently, Jeff looked at him and said, Oh no, sir! I'm a happy family man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, you do what you have to do out there on those farms, right? Everybody's got to. don't think everybody's got to work all the time to keep that running, right? If you were
3: on the if you're on the highway, you might get pulled over at you know, eighty five. <laughs> but I, most cops most cops understand that. Seriously, once you reach, you can reach the pedals. If you're, you I mean, you don't get your own car until you're like 13.
1: Right But, uh, but a tractor's got to get from point A to point B somehow.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get put to work. And there's also nothing else to do, so. if only, Well, in those days, if only the radio was better, it would have made a uh, great deal of difference.
1: I was very happy to hear Brian's story the other day about how his tractor only got uh, Art Bell coast-to-coast uh, talk radio. On, and, uh, and Rangers games. And Rangers, Rangers games.
3: Pretty oh, that, much nothing else to listen to after dark up there. on If you only have an AM radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how did you did, – did you come down to Central Texas to go to San Marcos, to go to Texas State? Yeah. San, okay, so you, we left Groom – to go to Texas State, did that did that make you a black sheep? Or were you already a black sheep? That's
3: one of the about, actually I fit in fairly well in Austin. In San Marcos, I was, I was a weirdo there. And in Groom, I was a weirdo. I had hair to my you know, crotch and-, and uh, Wait, you had
0: like Crystal Gale hair?
3: Yes, <laughs> wasn't
1: quite. It wasn't. It wasn't quite Crystal Gill.
0: You had some long hair.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, could you email me a uh, some sort of uh, do- photographic documentation of? Yeah, is there
0: hair? is there is there evidence of that?
3: <laughs> uh, I, I can do that at, at this moment. Uh, um, you don't have I, to do
0: it right now.
1: It, as as you
3: can imagine, it was a uh, unbelievably uh, beautiful hair.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it sounds fetching. Dude, it's getting there right now. It is It is quite long, yeah.
3: You're, you're Grampy, Grampy, you're looking a little hippie-ish yourself.
0: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <Okay>. I, <laughs> you can that in the man. With my shaved hair. One time Brian was like, so do you have like a a machine that cuts your beard at the same length like over and over? Like how do you keep it that same I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like a trimmer, and you just use a guard. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I thought,
3: was like, I thought it was like the suck cut from Wayne's World.
1: <laughs>
3: it, was, it was like the Flobie. The, the floby exactly.
1: Brian, so you prefer to just you grow your facial hair out for as long as you feel like it, and then cut it off entirely, and then do it all over again? Is that how you do it?
3: No, usually I... Get really impressed that I have a fantastic mustache, and then I'm told that it doesn't really matter, and then I fail with girls and then and then I cut it off and then I realize that I still fail with girls and so I grow back out and then realize I have a fantastic mustache and then uh, repeat the process basically
0: you do have a okay you do have a fantastic mustache, I can attest to that, but I do think that when you shave it all off you I think that there is historical record of you having a better uh record with the ladies right <laughs> did i just use, a,
3: did a i particularly use record of me having a better record with the ladies
1: um i mean i gotta i gotta tell you brian if i was lady you would have you would have great success did it uh
0: did you hear how <laughs> i use? did you hear how I, how I said record twice there <laughs> sorry go ahead schaefer
1: uh and and it's true when he uh wait, hold on. When he shaves his facial hair, he looks like Christian Bale, so
0: Yeah, he's a handsome guy. But then it, but he grows his mustache out and he looks like a caricature. Which is perfect for this episode. <laughs> I I I I I love the mustache, but it's almost theatrical.
3: I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, every time I have to shave,
0: though, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm older. Mm, right. That's why, that's why I'm reluctant. That's why I'm just going to keep it at the same level because I'm pretending I'm the same age forever.
3: Hey, you, got, you got some baby face going on?
0: It's been a long time. I've, I've, been, I've been beard, year-round beard for like five or six years now haven't shaved in quite a while could could be interesting
1: brian this picture of you in high school is precious <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. uh you it's guys great. want to uh, you guys want to talk a little bit more about about our ancestral homeland west texas sure, i did man. uh as promised that i did prepare a little a little test of your west texas knowledge so we can uh, we can get a scientific texosity level on each of you
0: something tells me brian's gonna beat me here but i don't know man (laughs) how from there
3: doesn't mean you know necessarily
1: well uh, yes how would you guys how would you guys define the boundary of west texas
0: see this is confusing because where we're from in the panhandle we call that west texas but yeah. down here in central texas when people say west texas they mean like the davis mountains and el paso
1: yeah the western and, panhandle the and texas they, actually has two panhandles
0: and they think of they think of where we're from as like north texas you know um yep i i, I always consider it
3: no we're not from west even though west texas U- university is in near Amarillo. Yeah. Canyon. Yeah. Which makes no sense whatsoever because West Texas actually to me is like Midland and West.
0: Okay, well that's what they, that's what they mean around here, but but then, you know, in Lubbock people always said, "Oh, this is West Texas." I guess now, it's I guess it's sort of part of well, the region. If you cut well, Texas in half, if you cut Texas in half, we do live in the western part of it.
3: Yeah, well, it's not East Texas, and that's good.
0: <laughs> Tell that there to J- Jeff a, Jackson. Uh,
1: there is, uh, there there are a few definitions of West Texas. Oh. Uh, one, yes. uh, the writer Ace Green, uh, said that it was anything west of the Brazos Brazos River. Uh, you know, rivers are always a good way to 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 uh, draw geography in Texas. Uh, the the most the most technical I found, it seemed to make the most sense to me, was that uh, West Texas it generally encompasses the arid and semi-arid lands west of a line drawn between the cities of Fort Worth and Del Rio. Oh. So that covers both the northern panhandle and the western panhandle.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, then there's some, when as people want to get more defined, of course, there's the trans-Pecos which is anywhere west of the Pecos River, and that would be more what we think of as the Western Panhandle, and uh, that's all of the trans is entirely in the Chihuahuan Deserts, and that's that's so that's the true desert out there way in the west. Now where where the three of us boys are from is the Llano Estacado, which is the, are the high caprock plains extending from eastern New Mexico and into the Texas Panhandle. And then on, you know, of course, up that's yes. all in, entirely this one huge uh, uh, piece of geography that's all, basically all of the Midwest. Um, and then uh, east of, Lano, of the Llano Estacado is Redbook, uh the Redbed country, the, the Rolling Plains, and then down to the Edwards Plateau. So that's when you're starting to get into what you would call either nor- the Northern Hill country or the the hill, the pro- hill
0: country proper.
3: That's I was considered the panhandle basically anything north of, basically the Red River. Anything, either, anything north of that, that's pretty much. again, you know, that's like, kind of starting at like Abilene in in yeah. Lubbock, right there in twenty.
1: Yeah,
3: that's yeah, right there. That's... Lubbock's barely in the panhandle. But okay, it, it is...
1: I found myself a list of the 10 biggest cities in west texas
0: is this here quiz going to be multiple choice
1: so <laughs> no this is, no it's 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 a little more it's a little more organic than that a little more okay all right um, so uh, using that I, th- I think you can for this you can use that del rio to fort worth definition
0: the can 10 the 10 biggest cities
1: 10 biggest cities in west texas yeah
0: Okay, uh, we'll we'll work together, right? Yeah, I think that we can knock Lubbock and Amarillo off right away.
1: You bet, sure, yeah. Apple and El Paso, uh, Lubbock, is- Lubbock, Lubbock, and Amarillo are number two and three, and El Paso, El Paso is number Paso. one.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. and then Midland and Odessa.
1: Midland and Odessa are, are four and six.
0: Um, San Angelo.
1: Cover-
0: Angelo seven. Mm, what else is
1: there? Uh, there's
0: there's Sweetwater.
1: Good one. Uh, good one. That's probably number eleven. I would guess. Oh
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Shoot.
1: Number. You guys haven't got number five, and Brian actually said it earlier uh, when he was talking about uh, dividing lines in West Texas. Uh, Abilene. Abilene, you got it. Nice mm. work. Mm. Uh, now numbers eight, nine, and ten. Uh, two of them, I don't even. I I didn't even know. Two of them are, are in El Paso County, uh, but but number n- nine is in Howard County, and and you uh, you Northwest Texas boys should get this one. Where is Howard, Howard county.
0: county? Is it it's... Brownwood? No, Brownwood. Childress. Okay.
1: It's it, Howard County is, it is South of Lubbock though. I think it's South of Lubbock, but North of San Angelo.
3: South of Lubbock? Yeah. South of Lubbock,
1: North of San Angelo. Uh, oh, I oh, think, oh uh, uh, we're, we're,
3: uh, um, Wayland is, uh, what is that dang town called?
1: I think right? there's a hospital there.
3: Wait, where Wayland University is. No, that's north Lubbock. I don't know.
1: I don't got nothing. It's uh, it's Big Spring.
0: Big Spring. Oh,
3: Shoot, Big Spring. I've been there. My brother played. Uh, it's high school. Uh, state championship there.
0: You turn off before you get to Big Spring when you're going from Austin to Lubbock. I, I never. I don't yeah, know yeah. if I've ever been there. It's, it's west of Sweetwater, I think.
1: Some other, some other second
3: biggest cross in, in Texas.
1: I think some some other names we would we would remember from northwest texas are level land
0: that uh, yeah lamesa a plain view
1: plain view yeah.
0: yeah There there's some aptly named places like plain view <laughs> and brown field
3: <laughs> level land little level land
0: yeah, uh,
2: uh, yeah.
0: One, I always thought it was absurd that "quote unquote" civilized man made his home on the state plains. Myself, but um, it, it that's is, just a just an opinion.
1: It is a brutal a brutal climate, particularly if you can't if you can't drill for water. Then I don't yeah, I really don't know how you can live out there.
3: It's like you uh, drill for water. You just have to drill a couple hundred feet.
1: No, I know, but I'm I was saying before before we had the capability to drill drill wells
0: this this country uh,
1: anybody lived out there
0: This country's hard on people <laughs>
3: uh, makes you yeah it's only probably negative something up there right now.
0: <sighs> oh it's cold up there, right there, there, I mean there's a massive uh, it, for, for those New Englanders in the crowd, there's a massive elevation change between Austin and Lubbock. It, it's about 3,000 feet. Lubbock's at thirty five hundred feet, and we're at about five hundred feet above sea level.
3: Yeah, Emeril is at
0: thirty seven hundred, something like that. Okay, yeah, Let's no. I, th-
3: I think it's thirty five something. It's a little bit above, just a little bit above Lubbock.
1: I got a question for you boys. All right, All right.
0: question uh, number
3: two.
1: At any point in your young lives, did you ever go? Uh, did you ever go to? Uh, what's the What's the big canyon up there?
0: Paladuro.
1: Yeah. Did you ever go to Paladuro Canyon to see the performance of Texas the Musical? Oh, oh sure, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> both of you. Out. Do you we guys to, remember? Dar barbecue
3: was always catered it, and it was fantastic. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I uh, uh, the uh, I always remember the uh, the last the last words from Texas the Musical. <laughs> Or well, bully for you, Calvin Armstrong, and bully for Texas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Classic, dude. That that thing was awesome. It was. Yeah. It was great. But the problem is, is that that, that that
3: Rogers and Hammerstein wrote Oklahoma. They did not deserve that. Texas, right? But I had Rogers and Hammerstein.
0: Yeah,
1: I, mean, yeah. I agree one hundred percent. We got chips. Cool.
0: I think I like Rogers and Hammerstein just didn't want to quite travel this far, you know? Like they came down from New York and they came down to Oklahoma and they're like, this is good. Let's get inspiration here so we can get back. Um te- Texas is um quite a production. For those who don't know, there's a there's an open air um uh what's that <laughs> Greek theater called? Uh, an amp- an amphitheater. Uh, in in, in Paladuro Canyon, and they do a big musical production with. There's one part. As a kid, I would always remember there was there was like thunder and lightning. Yeah, they had an awesome
1: lightning special effect. They yeah, did cool. from the cliff. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was very cool. I, my recollection of that was driving up from Lubbock and getting out of the car and coming face to face with a giant tarantula there. <laughs> like, Right along the road, you the know. The whole
3: thing with the uh, right at sundown because they time it. So yeah. The whole thing starts at sundown, and it's got the cowboy on on the horse on the on the side on the, of the canyon.
0: Yeah, on I mean, the bluff behind it. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is cool.
0: Do so they despite still? Despite
3: my misgivings of the music. Did uh, the, Did they still do that thing?
0: Oh yeah. I mean that's. Shoot, a, Shoot I'd like to go.
1: I put mine myself that' the, yeah, the, we should pl- take the kids on a little road trip.
0: The play Texas and Paladuro Canyon is is actually slightly higher taxosity than Brian Kroll but only <laughs> slightly but, but only slightly <laughs>
1: we, all, we, all, we all been there. It does the, appear that Texas outdoor musical on Paladuro Canyon is a going concern
0: Good let's 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 make a trip. I I'm I'm enjoying this quiz so far. Uh Shaffey, what about uh what are we on? Question number 3 here?
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to just get you guys uh in Lubbock there is the West Texas Walk of Fame. They have been uh inducting celebrities into the West Texas Walk of Fame since 1979. Uh and I was wondering, you know, if you guys might, might like to guess some of these celebrities uh I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know that the first one is probably the first that would occur to you. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly in
0: 1979. Okay. Um, the Mac, second. Mac Davis.
1: Okay. Mac Davis is the third. Yeah. Okay. The, the second is another famous singer songwriter. I'm guessing they're not all musicians of sorts. Uh uh, no, just
3: the first. The first. Um, and, but this stands all the way to El Paso. Or is this just like a kind of a Lubbock centralish?
1: ish uh, No, this most this mostly seems to be Northern Panhandle to me. I think...
0: Is, it, we, is it Waylon Jennings?
1: Waylon Jennings, indeed. Little Field, Waylon
0: Texas. Jennings is, on there. Is, 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 uh, is John R. Erickson on there?
1: I don't see John R. Erickson. He should be.
3: <laughs> Who's John R. Erickson
0: Who is John R. Erickson dude? I'm Jack yeah. oh. look, enlighten me. I've learned so much on my own podcast.
3: Oh well uh, you, you never read Hank the Cowdog
0: Oh I, yeah I
1: definitely I, have
0: I've seen the box you at Blockbuster.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah I grew up okay first
3: off, it's fantastic. Second off, I need to get a, a voiceover job for the, the, the podcast. <laughs> that Matthew McConaughey is doing right now. Matthew McConaughey just did a, did a, a, a podcast version of of uh, one season of, of one of the books. Oh, uh, is that uh, right? Fantastic. And uh, uh, like I said, I, I could be a coyote. I could be a coyote. I, I, could be, uh, I, could, I could be one of the ranch hands. I could do anything if, if Matthew's listening out there. Uh, uh,
0: oh, oh. oh, he's listening. Oh yeah,
3: oh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, oh wow, yeah. He's he's, he's from Fernd in Texas.
1: I don't. I am ashamed to admit that I don't see John R. Erickson on on this list anywhere. Okay, well, it that needs some <laughs> needs some adjusting.
0: Sorry, buddy. We'll oh. do some we'll do some campaigning in Lubbock and see if we can make that happen. <laughs> one yeah. that
1: I one that I didn't know. Did you know that from Seminole, Texas? Uh, did you know that Seminole, Texas gave us Tanya
0: Tucker? Oh, I did not know that. And
1: uh, you guys, do you guys know any actors or actresses from West Texas?
0: Yeah, there's that guy that was on Northern Exposure and he's also in, I just, yeah. I just quoted him a minute ago from, from No Country for Old Men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. From La Mesa. What's his name? His name is Barry Cor- Corbin. Oh, Barry Corbin. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: In No Country for Old Men. He's like, this country's hard on people.
1: But also, also from Lubbock proper, is a fella who you might know from a certain long-running series of comedy movies, a uh, comedy movie series that took pl- takes place in a uh, a school for authority figures.
0: What, what was it? Did you mean police academy?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> G. W. Bailey, gonna... the he's the he was the uh, I don't know the chief or the captain, oh. yeah, the captain.
0: Okay, I do not think I knew that.
1: The one who gets glue poured on his head in, in the first police academy. <laughs> I think he Texas State when I was there.
0: But oh yeah,
1: it? G. W. Bailey, G. W. Bailey. Oh yes, he was in MASH. That might be true. I'm not sure.
0: Did you say he went to Texas State? He's he ta- from
1: Lubbock.
0: He taught at oh, Texas State. He taught, yeah. Okay. In the theater department. Huh. I, I did I did I, not I, know that.
3: I could be wrong about that. No wait. I think I am wrong. Edit this out. <laughs> all right. Oh yeah. Oh so well, we'll, edit oh, we'll all ignorance.
0: Oh we'll edit it's it out. <laughs> have you have you ever noticed that there's a lot of times in the podcast where I go, Oh, I'll edit that out and it just stays. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the funniest bit.
1: There's, of course, you know, he's not he's not on the walk of fame, but our our good buddy Kevin Alejandro from Snyder has achieved quite some success in uh, in Hollywood. He was in uh, tr- that show True Blood, and uh, he's on that show Lucifer now.
0: Well, it could probably really help his career if he would just come on this podcast. Oh,
1: well, I'm I sure. Think, I think you're right. We'll have to yeah. see what we can do about that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's never bad for anyone's career to be on here, I hope.
0: <laughs> I think this is good for Brian's career, for sure.
3: Yeah, of course. Uh, my, 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 my carpentry career. <laughs> Nancy Griffith was from about 50 miles outside of Lubbock, I think. Who? Nancy Griffith. She on there? Who's
1: that? Uh, no, some of these folks. Nancy Griffin is a great.
0: <laughs> is this great another songwriter. obscure children's book writer? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Nancy Griffin. <laughs> she, she wrote "Love
3: at the Five and Dime." Uh, uh yeah. she's fantastic, man. Oh wait, it's a musician.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so many musicians on there. We didn't. Even, we have We didn't get to Roy Orbison, Joe Lee, Jimmy Dale Gilmore, Jimmy Gilmore, and yeah, that entire bunch. Terry We're, Allen.
0: We're, we're buddies with Jimmy Dale's niece or i am I'm amber
3: I, I, I went to to a uh, college with his son Colin oh really on' him for forever man
0: oh okay uh,
3: uh, uh I'm trying to think uh
0: what's it Colin um Gilmore okay oh. yeah that's amber's cousin. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He would have been. Never, he didn't go to. He didn't go to high school in Lubbock. I think he went to high school in Austin. But he went to middle school, I think, in Lubbock. I uh, did. I did not know him. Oh. Yeah. He was in the punk rock scene. You were in the rave scene.
0: Yeah. I. We've talked about this on the show. <laughs> we, I. I knew some kids in the punk rock scene, but not too many. Yeah, they, and they I had, was not. I was not in the punk rock scene. Uh, also, there was no rave scene in Lubbock. Yeah, I, I,
3: I, there's a picture of you from high school with a pacifier.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was just on infant day. <laughs> go go go! Of course. <laughs> that pacifier was a ring pop, sir.
1: <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to need to wrap up here pretty soon. But uh, Brian, we were thinking that you might like. To participate in a beloved, a beloved subsection of the show, we have a we have a good friend from East Texas. His name's Jeff Jackson, and he likes to uh, come up with these sort of fantastical questions. Um, and he this came up because he typically poses them to his wife, who is not you know often not really in the mood to sit down and and ponder some weird philosophical question that her husband came up with. So in order to help them with their marriage we agreed that Jeff could send us the questions when he thinks of them and that way you won't annoy his wife um, so would you like to participate in questions from Jeff
0: <laughs> you mean cues from the day I think that we should have a, a you know a beat for that right
1: absolutely
0: i mean i don't know if i don't know if we do have one but oh oh is this the, is this the beat the cues from the day beat Cues from the J. all
1: right i really like the uh i like the sound of this one uh if and we I, I think we might have talked about this one a little bit but i don't think we answered it uh so if you could live life
0: cantaloupe
1: as a side character inside any tv show which would it be? So, uh, so Brian, this is you're not you're not taking over a character, right? You're just you're just inserting yourself as a side character into a TV show. <laughs> and I think uh, I think my answer this time around is going to be coach. <laughs> so I, I always found that show Coach to be very comforting, and I think it would be fun to just hang out in the uh, in uh, in you know in the morning having coffee with Dobber and Walter and uh, and Coach.
0: Well, that's obscure.
1: I'm also yeah. realizing we we've. We- we didn't just refer to this question did we we fully answered it
0: yeah we answered this question but we we <laughs> haven't heard Brian's answer so
1: yeah no, well, I, well I, I i this is a this is a this is a very large philosophical question that i don't believe that i can answer without thinking uh brian if you want to if you want to have some time to think about it you can text it to me and i'll i'll tell the listeners on another at another time that's fine too <laughs> um he also asked what doomsday event would you most prefer to live in?
0: Okay, that's Which, a good question.
1: <laughs> like, I definitely don't want to do like a, a the giant meteor hitting, hitting the Earth thing. Like that, like everybody dies in a matter of days, in that scenario, right?
0: It just depends on the size of the projectile. Okay. <laughs> I, the, my mind goes immediately to gamma ray burst all right which just like it's just a bright light and then everything's gone it's real quick
1: oh i see you want something like, i dropped what out real? there for a second no, oh
0: he's back I, for yeah you were frozen okay welcome back uh my choice was gamma ray burst um brian what Say the question again.
1: What doomsday event would you most prefer to live in? I uh what so Matthew was, event would I prefer to live in? <laughs> yeah. It seems uh, really yeah, obviously you don't want to be involved uh, in any of them, but
3: I'm fine, you
0: know. Like, like like the like the end of toilet paper? The end of toilet paper. <laughs> I feel like that's the pandemic talking. It's highly possible to be, but you're, dude, sh-
1: you're shell shocked from COVID.
3: <laughs> Doomsday, it's frightening.
1: So yeah, Matthew said gamma rays. Matthew's looking for something to be over and quick and painless. Yeah. you know, if I had oh, something, rel- I,
0: relatively I, painless.
1: I feel like I would like something where I could at least try to try to hack it out. You know, oh, uh, whichever one that may be. Is, is that like nuclear oil.
0: holocaust?
1: Peak oil, or yeah, nuclear. Well, yeah, that one's so scary, though. I don't.
0: You ever seen the day after with Steve Gutenberg?
1: Have we not? Have we not talked about that show? On
0: <laughs> no, but, no. <laughs> let's let's put a pin in that for a future episode. I guess episode. we have.
1: To. Yeah, that's that that show weighed heavily on me child. Kind <laughs> of a <laughs> double double police
3: academy, academy homage during this entire show. <laughs> this is the rest of
1: the- <laughs> That's right. Steve Gutenberg
0: episode. <laughs> A talk with Brian Kroll and Steve Gutenberg.
3: <laughs> Man, what's the gu- guy's name that, that made all the sounds? And he just died this last year, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, on i on the show he was.
0: Huh. I mean, he was the best part of Police Academy, right? Well, he was also in Spaceballs, man. Oh, okay. leaves and sweeps and the creeps. The what? The what? The what? Right. Right. Schaefer, were you uh, saying? Were you saying that you have to wrap this up? <laughs> you you got you got to go. I. I just, you have you have plans. Uh, You're headed somewhere.
1: No. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. Don't worry. I, you know, I just. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to yawn. You're ready to yawn us off.
1: <laughs> I we might need to wrap things up soon. I'm, oh, okay. Uh, just so you know, his name is Larvell Jones. Uh, okay. The character's name is Larvell Jones. Michael Winslow is the actor. Michael,
0: Michael Winslow.
1: Winslow. Thank you very much.
0: Right. I feel like
1: uh, I, I, I love our fact. I feel you like a, it was a Police Academy cartoon.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
1: if you guys excuse me, I've got a YouTube real That's quick.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> 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 I feel like uh, a real. Yes. I feel like a real hallmark of Texosity and maybe even West Texosity is long-windedness, n- not knowing when to wrap it up uh my grandparents
3: long, long meandering
0: yeah yeah just uh, just but just talking for a long time and like part of it is that when you live on the high plains there are not that many people around you necessarily and when you get together you spend a lot of time talking because you haven't talked to anybody in days cuz you hadn't seen anybody in days right like my grandparents the fulfers they were famous for if you were hungry leaving church don't get caught by the fulvers because you're liable to starve. Because after church, after <laughs> church, after church, after church, my grandparents would catch somebody. They, they would talk to everybody, but they would catch somebody at the end and just like, and I'm star- I'm starving. I'm like, it is time to go. Let's go. And they're just chatting it away with somebody at church. It's like 1247. It's, it's well into the first quarter of the Cowboys game. You know.
3: I don't know, I I I always there were people like that and and you were you, you were well to do to avoid them after church. Most people I know painted wise are pretty much in some strange way Boomhauer esque. Where they'll talk to you. But mostly they'll just go Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, maybe I'm wrong.
3: Unless you talk to. Them. There's a subset that, if you talk to them about farm equipment, it's basically like porn. Um, it, it will get very paralysis at
2: work.
3: header on it you know, online. You know, just like talk to you four hours about the four wheel drive.
0: Show title? Yeah.
1: But yeah, outside of that, it's more. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to hear the theme song to Police Academy, the animated series?
0: Of course we do.
1: <laughs> see what I can do here. Oh.
0: This is my favorite part of the show where Schaefer pulls up uh, copyrighted material on the fly.
1: It's not playing it for some reason. <laughs> maybe I'll see it for myself. Sorry, I'll, uh, I'll post it on the Facebook page. <laughs>
0: Another reason to join their I, Facebook group. Dude, if you
3: get sued for playing theme song to the Police Academy animated series, y'all are you are that that's might as well be on SpaceX, man.
2: That's how you know you've made
0: it. You're, right?
3: you're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: You get sued for that, you get that cease and desist from the Police Academy animated series to songwriters, you are you are golden. <laughs> no doubt. You will, you will, you will have your own golden elevator going up. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, let's hope. Here's hope. Always been a dream of um, Brian, let me ask you one, one last question here. <laughs> Schaefer's trying to wrap it up. Okay. Have, here we go. This is the question. You ready? Wait, are we done with the quiz?
1: I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, guys, you guys both a very high
0: taxosity. Thanks for the quiz. That was fantastic. <laughs> Brian, Brian, do you ever, do you, do you ever consider yourself an archetype? An architect? An archetype.
1: <laughs> do you ever pretend to be an architect?
0: I don't. I
3: almost went to tech to be an <laughs> No, an archetype.
0: Uh, What's your archetype no, online when you're on Tinder? <laughs> no, smart on. ass no come on come on and, but uh, we, we're, we're, I mean, that, we're I
2: don't
0: know we've been talking about you as archetypal uh, in high taxosity in terms um, do you feel that? do you feel I'm that gonna, inside I'm you?
3: stereotype no you what?
0: wait are you are you conflating archetype and stereotype?
3: Well, I'm saying yes. I'm i I'm not conflating them, but I'm saying archetype maybe stereotype no.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. i in Panhand- Panhandle horrific. Yes.
0: Okay, but I'm was, also not
3: like from
0: the Panhandle but because of the sense. because of the Oklahoma thing. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Shut your face. Okay, I don't think I don't think that you're stereotypical at all, but I do think you're archetypal, especially in the in terms of high toxicity.
3: I, I will I will say this much that uh, I, I I once had a girlfriend who was from Minnesota, That's and weird. Uh, I went up there and just. Just by being myself, I could have had fourteen girlfriends in like one night. <laughs> one because they're from Minnesota, and and you're not, you're not. I mean, if if you can hook up with Prince, good work. Uh, but outside of <laughs> Minnesota, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I I I I I I would have been. Sexiest man alive, in Minnesota. If I'd they'd moved over there, but you know what? I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna move to Minnesota because it's grody and cold. And they talk funny. And they yelled at me.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, you're one of the sexiest men alive right around here. You don't need to go, You don't need to go to Minnesota <laughs> to win that ribbon. Let me ask you, Brian. Do you have any um, MP3s of your music work that we could? go out with on this show? Uh, Do you have anything on your computer you can send me of you a recording of you playing or performing or rec- any sort of recording? Sure. Awesome. Okay. Okay. We're going to go out with a Brian Kroll original today. Tonight. Whenever you're listening to this.
1: Thanks so much for coming, Brian. It was so much fun.
0: Well, thank you
3: very much. We Thanks had for uh, allowing me a good pee break right in the middle of it. I know, it was part of our contract.
0: We edited out the pee break. They don't know about the pee break. <laughs>
1: they never would, they I never would the have been a it. it's, it's like a naked gun. When you <laughs> A
3: naked gun when it goes and you keep, <laughs> the in and you keep going. <laughs> That's what
2: I was going
1: for. <laughs> it's good, it's good uh, to see. Yeah, I'll I'm do so, so happy to- I'm so happy that we've all seen the Texas musical. We were.
0: And that we're all going to go again.
1: <laughs> let no one say that the. We we should make a date. Let let no one say that public education is not. I'll quality. be
3: there in August. Okay. It runs. I think it runs through the summer till like 1st of September, basically till school starts. I'll be there at 1st the of August. We can all make a date.
0: I'm tempted. Right. That sounds good. So it's
3: almost the same distance. For both of us. Absolutely. I mean, not saying that. Same yeah. Oh, you mean Did if, say this if is from Lubbock to from Groom?
0: Okay. Okay. I
1: would, I would think that Groom was a little closer, but I'm not. 100 yeah. Not 100 sure. I,
0: I thought you meant from here, and I'm like, yeah, we're all in Austin, so <laughs> no, I actually it's have all to about first. the same distance. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see what you're saying now.
1: From our three
0: apartments. Yeah, it's, it's good to see you, Brian.
1: <laughs> uh, you hey, too, Brian, uh, you're welcome back anytime. If you ever have anything you need to get off your chest or anything like that.
0: Uh, Brian, come on back. Have you been listening to the
1: podcast? A little bit. I haven't and, listened
3: to all the episodes, but I've listened to like one or two here and there.
0: But you do you know our sign off?
3: No, I don't think so. Oh,
0: you haven't listened to the end. Okay. This is a common problem. Well, we'll we're gonna do our sign off for you. Okay. Uh, we love you, everybody, and remember, the poorer the choices,
1: the sweeter the wine. <laughs>